Welcome to the HR Stories Podcast, where there is a lesson in every story. If we listen well, stories help us learn and teach us ways to act. Each year, John Tallheimer and Chuck Smicken deliver thousands of seminars around the country to business owners, executives, and HR professionals, discussing the fundamentals of human resources, best legal practices, and risk reduction activities for organizations. This podcast allows us to dig deep into the human resources experience and see where businesses go wrong. Each episode, we share a different story where a company missed the mark, and then we'll provide recommendation based on our years of working in the human resources field. Sit back, listen, learn, and act. Welcome to the HR Stories Podcast, where there is a lesson in every story. Welcome to the HR Stories Podcast, where every story has a lesson to teach. The story this week is the gridlock buster and the job posting not followed. My name is John Tallheimer. And I am Chuck Samikian. Good morning, Chuck. I am so excited about this week's story. There's so much great information to share with our audience. Cool. John, I can't wait to hear more. Yeah, so this story got me thinking about the importance of the hiring process to organizations. If we get it right, it can have a positive, significant positive impact on organization. But boy, if we get it wrong. Yeah, if we get it wrong, if we get it wrong, it can have a significant impact on the organization, but on a negative side. Yeah, when I'm talking to hiring managers, I'm always trying to convince them that they should spend as much energy as they can in hiring the right person for the job. And so, Chuck, for you, what's the most critical thing you look for when you're hiring an individual for a role within the company? I would have to say, amongst everything, bottom line, experience. Okay, yeah. And so our story starts with this job advertisement from CBS 11. It's a Dallas affiliate, a CBS affiliate in Dallas. It said, a traffic reporter wanted. The ideal candidate will have at least five years of on-air traffic reporting experience and the strong knowledge of local traffic in the Dallas area. Oh, Dallas. Yep, traffic in Dallas is terrible. So you've been? Yep, 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 yep. After a seminar, I had to rush to the airport, made a wrong turn, had to go back across some bridge, trying to merge. The gridlock was crazy. I can almost feel your frustration coming through the microphone. Uh, Yeah, so when I did my research for the story, I found out that according to the Global Traffic Scorecard, Dallas has a ranking of the 21st worst city in the United States. The average worker loses 76 hours per year in traffic. So if I'm going to be hiring a traffic reporter in Dallas, I am going to want them to have a lot of experience with Dallas traffic and then be able to communicate that clearly on air. Absolutely. Although I do think you were laughing at me in regards to the Dallas traffic situation, but I could have been wrong. No comment. No comment. But I definitely agree with you. Yes. Experience uh, for that traffic reporter would be awesome. Yeah. And I was just feeling your pain. I've been there myself. I was just feeling your pain. So our main character today is Tammy Campbell. She has been lovingly referred to as the Gridlock Buster. Oh, yeah. I love that nickname. I was stuck in Gridlock. I could have used the Gridlock Buster. In fact, if I had a TV station and I needed a traffic reporter, that is a nickname of someone that I would love to have on my team. 
Yeah, and T Tammy's resume backs that up, right? It's filled with experience. She worked for 12 years at the full-time traffic reporter at NBC5 in the Dallas area, and then worked as a freelance traffic reporter at CBS 11. Okay, so CBS 11, they're the ones who posted the ad. Correct. In fact, okay. she was working as a freelancer at CBS 11 when they posted that job advertisement for a full-time traffic reporter. So guess what? She applied. And she was thought by many in the area to be a shoe-in for that job. However, after an extensive search, CBS 11 offered the full-time job to Amanda Zittiman. She had been working just a couple years as a part-time traffic reporter in Jacksonville, Florida. So they did not hire Tammy. Nope. It happens oh. sometimes, right? Sometimes in organizations, you want to bring in a fresh perspective. You want to hire somebody from the outside. And so you make that decision and you bring somebody in. But in this case, though, they hired Amanda, who had less on-air experience than Tammy, and who had never been to Dallas until her interview. Oh, boy. All right. Wow. Okay. Yeah, and, it, and it gets worse, Chuck. According to an internal email, CBS 11 general manager wrote, and I quote, she, meaning Amanda, is a little rusty and a little light on energy. But she can get there. <laughs> so as I did my investigation, I really, really wanted to defend CBS 11 and the general manager. But it's hard to do. They went against their own job posting and offered the job to someone who didn't have the required experience. But CBS, they did get a chance to redeem themselves. Amanda decided not to take the job. Ah, thank goodness. So end of story, they offered the job to Tammy. Thanks, everyone. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> wouldn't it be nice that that's how that story ended? But that's not what happened, okay. right? So Tammy was still there, still filling in oh. as the full-time traffic reporter on CBS 11. But instead of hiring her, they decided to do another search. And so they interviewed three other candidates, and they ended up hiring a Chelsea Davis, an ex-NFL cheerleader with little on-air experience and no knowledge of the traffic in the Dallas area. Okay, interesting. So let's assume, let me just step back a little bit. Let's assume the general manager wants the best for the television station. And if he isn't hiring Tammy, the gridlock buster, there must be something wrong with her. You know, there has to be something more here. Some way she isn't meeting expectations, right? Right, yeah, that's that exactly what I was thinking. I had the same thought. As I was going, doing my research, I'm like, there has to be something wrong with Tammy. Maybe she has a face tattoo and they don't want to hire her because of her face tattoo. I reviewed every article I could get my hands on. I watched the tape of her on-air reporting, and I could not find anything that would not want make me hire her. Then, so, in fact, I even looked at her television audience rating, right? That Nelson rating that we hear so much about. It was fine. She was rated as exceptional. Yeah. So, I, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to try and interrupt you, but That's I got to okay. ask. You know, I got to ask you, why wasn't she hired? No, right. That's the question. That's the heart of the question. So there is nothing wrong with Tammy. Any general manager would be happy to have her on the, on the staff. But there was something that set her apart from Chelsea and Amanda. From what I can hear, probably experience. Right. right that, as, as we laid it out, it definitely looked like that was the main thing that Tammy had going for her. But there was another thing that set her apart. Both Chelsea and Amanda were in their mid-20s. 
and Tammy was 42. Aha. Uh-huh. So CBS did not hire her because of her age. They thought she was too old. Right. Yeah. So they never came out and admitted it. However, Tammy thought otherwise. Like a good employee, she went to the boss, the general manager, said, I don't think you're hiring me because I am too old. And he, you know, sort of lollygagged about it, really didn't talk about it. So she went to the station's human resources director and had the same conversation. In the end, she did not feel like she was being heard. So she reached out to the Equal Employment Opportunity Commission and got them involved for an age discrimination lawsuit. Age discrimination. Okay, that's where anyone over the age of 40 is protected from being discriminated based on their age, correct? Yeah, right. So it's under the ADA, ADEA, the Age Discrimination and Employment Act, right? And so as a human resources person, we have to understand the alphabet soup of all these agencies and these laws, right? But the ADA, Age Discrimination and Employment Act, for people over 40 in the workforce cannot be discriminated against solely based on their age. And then the EEOC drops in what, I might ask, did they find in their investigation? And so you know, right? You know from your experience when the EEOC comes knocking at your door, they're not just stopping, oh, did you age discrimination against this person? They're going through your personnel files, through your email. They're going to talk to your employees. Yeah, it is a silly question that I asked you, what what did they find in their investigation? Because we know that when they come in, every piece of paper Every electronic file is fair game to them. I call it peeling the onion. And they keep going and going, and they unpeel layer upon layer all the way down until they get to every every corner of your operation. Going through an EEOC audit and investigation is not fun. If you think peeling an onion is going to bring tears to your eyes, <laughs> peel, yeah, peeling an onion with the EEOC at the same time, it will, it will bring more than tears to your eyes. Yeah, there's a lot of frustration that goes with it. They're going to be looking at things beyond, besides what they're there to look at. And so if they're going through your personnel finals, they find someplace else that maybe you are discriminating against somebody because of their race, that's going to go up. And so in this case, they finished their investigation, and they ended up suing CBS 11 on behalf of Tammy. And so both parties got up in front of a judge, and the judge ruled in favor of Tammy. And so she won $215,000 in back wages. And so CBS not only had to pay that fine, which is a pretty big fine, but they also had to do training for their team and were under the decree of the EEOC, which means that the EEOC would be checking in with them to make sure they follow through and we're not discriminating against anyone else. Uh, first of all, when the EEOC decides to actually take a case, and they don't take every case, because when they do, that's a big deal. It means they see an opportunity to correct a situation, and it's not just about the money, because the EEOC has the power to require all kinds of punitive actions through their decrees, and sometimes they last for years. Yeah, and I think it really impacts how you operate your business because now you have to be following those decrees. 
And so in some cases, those decrees means you have to do more than any other company, which puts you at a disadvantage for sure. So it is a lesson that we can learn for sure. So where is Tammy now? So the good, that's the good news, right? The good news of this story is she has her own company where she helps publicize small businesses in her community. She's doing fine. She's doing well. And CBS. Yeah, so CBS is still there, right? CBS 11 is still there. They are an affiliate of the larger CBS. And so when I started looking at this, I wanted to see uh, what other things were doing, right? I wanted to see what other, other companies were doing. And I found that CBS 11 wasn't the only one that had age discrimination lawsuits against them. There was another reporter in Florida. There's one in California. In fact, in, the, in Nashville, Tennessee, we had a big case. Wasn't CBS uh, affiliate, but was the NBC affiliate where our weather person got let go because of age and she sued and won a big case. Right. Wow. Hopefully they're going to learn their lesson, but we need to ask, I need to ask, what's the moral of the story here? Why did the CBS affiliate get into so much trouble? What can others learn here? I'm sure we have, yeah, I'm sure we have listeners saying, what do you mean we can't hire whoever we want? Yeah, and, I, and I, I don't want anybody to take that away, right? I don't want people to go, oh, now I can't hire anybody. That's not the case. You want to hire individuals that are qualified for the job. And so, Chuck, what are you telling your clients when they ask, how should I hire somebody? What's the basic things you're telling them? Okay, well, basically, I tell them you can hire whoever you want, but you need to do it legally and you need to follow your own job descriptions, your own job postings. See, the problem here, and it's almost the perfect setup, is that Tammy, the gridlock buster, met all the requirements of the job posting. She had good job performance and she was already doing the job. So when she was passed over without any explanation, and the company ends up, I might add, hiring an NFL cheerleader 15 years younger. Anyone could put those pieces together. She put the pieces together. I put the pieces together. And so did the EEOC. And that added up to age discrimination. And, you know, I'm sitting here thinking, I remember a friend of mine that had the same thing happen to him. Same type of thing, similar. He's a top salesperson at a high-end car dealership and the company lets him go. The only thing they tell him is, we are, quote, moving in a new direction. Yeah, so what did that mean? What happened to your friend? <laughs> yeah. So he, he contacts the EEOC and like I said, they don't take up every case. And by the way, Ladies and gentlemen, it is free to file an EEOC complaint. In this case, my friend won a big settlement when it went to mediation with the EEOC. You see, he was not only 52 years old, so age discrimination-wise, he was over that 40-year limit, but he had three other protected classes, which I'm hoping at some point we'll talk about in further HR stories. Yeah, we'll definitely get into those. Yeah, race disability, and veteran status. And he had all three. The company could provide nothing. There's nothing written down in documentation 
to say Wyatt let him go and he won big dollars. Wow. Now, good for him. I mean, but it's so easy to prevent um, that if you just think about it, right? And so there's something in the legal term called prima facie, which means on face value, right? And so if on face value, if it looks like age discrimination and there's no other explanation, then it's probably age discrimination. And that's what happened in this case with CBS 11. There was no other reason for them not to hire Tammy. And so I got in this, I started doing research and I got a little nerdy with it. And I wanted to know, <laughs> you know what's going on with ageism in this today's workforce. And so in 2019, the EEOC received over 22,000 complaints costing companies over $75 million. Ooh, that's a lot of money. So Chuck, yeah. well, I know we have business owners listening. I know we have HR professionals. We have executives listening to this. What actions are they going to take tomorrow when they get back in the office? Well, that face value, that prima, prima facie, that's a big deal. So when an employee makes a complaint, you need to take it seriously. You need to follow a policy or procedure. If you don't have one, you've got to get one. And ignoring it is going to make it worse. It's only going to make it worse. And on face value, the perception is that you don't care. Think through your human resources process. Think through your human resource processes, folks. Go through your job descriptions, your employee handbooks, your standard operating procedures. Make sure you are not creating a situation called desperate impact or disparate impact for individuals over 40. Wait, wait, wait. Don't sneak those big terms in on us. What is disparate impact? <laughs> you mean everyone doesn't know disparate impact? <laughs> no. Okay. Well, all right. I'll let you know what's, what that word means. It, it's a phrase, and it means when you un, unintentionally create a policy or procedure that is biased against a group of protected individuals. But you don't do it on purpose. It's a policy or procedure that you think is a-okay but it turns out it's actually discriminatory. And in this case, the policy affected people over the age of 40. Yeah, right. And so I had a client who wasn't going to allow an employee to go to sales training because he was nearing his retirement age. Right. So once again, on face value, he's not allowed to go to sales training. It looks like it could be age discrimination. Right. The client and I had that conversation and we were allowed to get that individual into that sales training program. Final words, John. Okay. You know, to me, it's about making sure you hire to your expectations, right? You set these expectations on your job descriptions, in your job postings, and then you don't hire to them. That leaves that prima facie, that leads us to going, well, maybe they're discriminating against them, right? And so in this case, CBS 11 did not follow their own job posting. If they wanted to find someone with less experience, they could have changed the posting. They had opportunity. After Amanda didn't accept the job, that would have been the opportunity. Hey, let's change this job posting. And then, of course, document, document, document. One of the things our managers, our supervisors, our HR professionals need to be doing is when they're having performance conversations is to document that because if they don't, it never happened. So I don't know what happened in Tammy's situation. But the company did not have any documentation, documentation to say, this is why we didn't hire them. So what's your final thoughts, Chuck? Do not go it alone. <laughs> <laughs>
There's and what an I echo mean, in here. Yeah, and do not go it alone. And what I mean by that is have a resource, have a lifeline, have someone to go to. In this case, I would suggest hiring certified HR professional to help you navigate the HR laws. I spend so much time cleaning up after organizations when they don't follow basic employment law. And I would say, if you need help out there, we, John and I, are here to help. Just reach out to us, help at hrstoriespodcast.com. Yeah, I think that's a good thing, right? Because you want to make sure that you have somebody certified. And a lot of organizations cannot hire a certified HR professional. It's just not in their budget. So having somebody in like ourselves coming and do an audit or just checking in on them going, okay, here's this. Or if you have a question, hey, I'm thinking about doing this posting. Is this, or do you see any concerns there? Those are great questions to ask us to make sure that you're going the right way. Chuck, what do you think is the number one thing organizations can do to protect themselves? Oh, sure. I, I tell organizations all the time, folks, companies, you've got to get out in front of this. Prevention is going to be the best medicine. And you get there by training. Based on my experience, training managers and supervisors in personnel and employment law is the best way to go because they're the ones that are interviewing. They're the ones that are hiring. They're the ones that are promoting. They are the ones that are talking to your employees day in and day out. And everything, and I mean everything they say, represents your company. And that can get you into potential legal troubles. Yeah, I think they're the big risk for your organization. If you don't give them their proper training, they don't know how to do their job. And I heard the other day that the average person gets promoted when they're 30 and doesn't get any training till they're 42. Oh and it scares me about those 12 years that are going on there where they're acting as supervisors. And so I know Chuck and I go do our seminars across the, across the country and we're having those conversations with executives, HR professionals, and maybe business owners. And they're like, oh yeah, I need to get the people in there. Hey, can you come next week and do training with our team? And we're like, yeah, we're happy to do that for you because we know it's so important to make sure that we're doing that training. Yeah, and this is a podcast. I'm shaking my head. Yes, yes, yes. I, I, you know, I love this story, the grid, bl- grid buster, John, the story grid of lock. the grid, the gridlock buster. Sorry, folks. <laughs> the, I love that story. And everyone, we love hearing your stories also and the challenges you have seen in your career. If you want, send us an email at mystory at hrpodcaststories.com. And we may feature your story on a future show. Yeah, I think one of the important things is we all learn from listening to other people's stories. Chuck and I were saying the other day, we were having this conversation about how great it is just to sit around, right? Either at the bar or just sitting around after the podcast going, oh, did you hear about this and this story? And that's where you learn, right? And so this is where this idea came from us is we want to make sure you are the ones hearing the stories going, oh, I can never do that, right? And so... Thank you so much for listening to the HR Stories podcast. If you're looking for more information about the resources we use to get the information about this particular podcast, we'll put it in the notes section. Make sure that you have it in there. John, what's coming up next week? You know, they got a good one for next week. It's the story of the accidental employee wage theft. Accidental theft. Okay. Hmm. Sounds interesting. 
can't wait to hear more. Yeah, thank you for listening to the HR Stories podcast where every story has a lesson to teach. Thank you for listening to HR Stories podcast. The material presented in this podcast is for informational purposes only. Chuck and John always recommend using the employment lawyer to handle any legal HR issues. We do our best to double check sources and make sure the information we are providing is accurate. We may eliminate or embellish without changing the basic narrative to make the story easier to understand. In certain circumstances, we may change in identifying information to protect the innocent. If you have any questions, please reach out, reach out to us at help at hrstoriespodcast.com. Thank you for listening to the HR Stories podcast, where there is a lesson in every story. <laughs>